everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will be talking about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. Today, Marty Forbes will be hosting, so I'm going to throw it over to him for our topic and our guests. Hey, thanks, pal. Uh, This should be fun. Looking forward to it. This will be part two of the Take It to the Track series, and we'll be talking about road racing, and we will catch up with two racers promoting women who race. So please welcome Grace O'Brien and Trisha Reese. So the very first question, I guess it's going to be an obvious one, is, is I'll start with you, Grace, is where did this all start? What age and how did you get into motorcycle riding? So for me, Marty, um, motorcycles was never part of my childhood or my youth or anything. I didn't hate them. I didn't love them. I just didn't think about them. I met my now husband on our second date. He took me on a ride on his motorcycle and tried to convince me to get my license. I did eventually. Um, He started getting a little reckless on the street, so he took it to the track and then got into racing because it's actually cheaper. And I was like, I'll try it one day. And then I tried it a little earlier than expected, and it kind of just went from there. (laughs) Well, that's why. So how many years ago was that then? I got my motorcycle license in 2014, and I started racing in 2017. Wow. So that's a pretty short duration of time to get into it was quite short, yeah. <laughs> it was a heck of a first date. <laughs> yep, it was. <laughs> and what and what progression of bike sizes did you go, go through? Uh, for my street bike, I started with a Honda 450 and then a Ninja 650, and now I'm on an 800. Um, but for my race bike, I have had my Yamaha R3, and I've just stayed there so far. Um, it's really fun and nimble, so I'm curious about trying a bigger bike, but... I don't really feel the need to. Gotcha. And and did you take special motorcycle training to get into the into riding and then racing? I did take a training course before I got my class six motorcycle license. And um, for racing, you have to get a race license. Um, and actually, race school was the very first time I was ever on track, which is also quite unusual because a lot of people often do track days first, get the taste, and then get their race license. But I just, first time ever on the track was in race school. It's like, okay, let's let's do this and see the other part of the track that you can't see as a spectator. So it was a little intimidating, but a lot of fun. You are fearless. <laughs> oh, I have fear. It's uh, I just don't let it stop me, I guess. <laughs> Good for you. Trisha, same question. Where did you and how did you start? Um, Well, Grace and I are kind of polar opposites. Uh, I have loved everything motorcycle from the minute I could walk. Um, But just because of old-fashioned stereotypes and gender roles, uh, I didn't ride until I was 40. And I finally said, you know what, screw this, I am going to ride a motorcycle. And so I started out by taking a, a motorcycle safety course because I thought that way I don't have to really invest in anything. I can get some gear and, and see if this really is the love that I think it is. Um, and it was. Uh, I, I fell in love with, with everything about it. Um, and uh, so I had a street bike for a little while, joined a, a girls group. Um, Grace can speak to, to women's uh, groups. They're, they're amazing for women to get into just... Uh, for confidence and um, to be able to talk to people that are that have similar stories to you. Um, but yeah, so I rode with those guys for a while and then um, 
I had to go down to Medicine Hat. My dad was uh, had an accident and was in the hospital, and I needed to get there quickly. So I took my bike, but unfortunately, uh, I wanted to go a little quicker than the police wanted me to go, um, and I got pulled over and got a massive ticket. So one of my friends was joking around with me and said, "You know, if you if you want to ride that fast, you should you should go to the track." And I said, "Well, what 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 are you talking about the track?" And uh, so I started going to the racetrack um, just as a, a track rider, and then I went in um, and did some volunteering with the with the races. Um, and then I, I became a racer myself. Wonderful. Uh, you, you mentioned that it is a male dominated world in motorcycling. Are you, uh, it, but I think things have really opened up in the last number of years. Did you have any particular, um, you know, issues with guys or what are you doing here or were they open or helpful to you on the track or? I have found the track to be an incredibly supportive community for anyone that wants to come in and try it, regardless of gender, bike size, you name it. Uh, everyone's there because they love bikes and, and they love all kinds of bikes. And I've never had an issue being a woman. I mean, occasionally you get the, you know, hey, you were beat by a girl, but that actually makes you feel good. <laughs> Grace, uh, uh, Trisha mentioned the women's group. Anybody that you would uh, tell us about here? Um, well, there's a handful of groups that are local to Edmonton um, that are women's motorcycle groups. Um, one of the ones that I actually co-founded is called Girls and Gears. They started up in 2016 kind of as like, a, hey, we should start a, a, you know, a girls motorcycle group. And then I think right now they have about 500 members um, and they often do a lot of group rides. I've actually organized a bunch of women's only track, track sessions um, with our local, uh, with EMRA and I think with a local track club as well for women who want to try the track experience, but don't want to be on track with a bunch of men, you know, and all their testosterone and intimidation. So um, girls in gears. Um, and I know there's a couple, I'm not sure which one Trisha was referring to, but I know there's babes on bikes and there's a small group as well. Um, women of EMRA just for specifically for female racers who want to ask, you know, air quotes, stupid questions and don't have to put it out in the regular Facebook motorcycle groups or racing groups to have, you know, everyone's opinion about how this is a stupid question or, or anything like that, or just want to get some support from other female racers. Oh, well, it, it's a great fraternity. Um, if, if a female is listening to this podcast right now and we've, uh, we've tweaked an interest here, what is, what's the best step, <clears throat> excuse me, best step for them to get into racing at this point? What should they do? There's a lot of different ways to get there. Um, I think one of the most common things is to try track day. Um, try the track, see if you like it. Um, I would, in Edmonton locally, I would say reach out to any of the women's um, motorcycle groups because just to get on the track, even for a track day, you need all the gear. And most uh, like street riders don't necessarily have a, a one-piece leather suit. They don't have the right boots. So that's a big investment. So reaching out to the community is a good way to kind of, you know, share the resources um, so you can kind of test it out. Um, but usually track day is what people most, most people do first. And then if they love it, then they'll get into racing because they really want to actually race and not just do laps around the track. <laughs> Trisha, you guys are both involved in the board. What, tell me what, a, what the race days are all about. Um, so I'm not on the board anymore. I was on the board for eight years. Um, 
and race days for exec are frantic, unbelievably busy days where we might get to do our own races. Um, I, I often wish that that racers would uh, would have to experience what the exec experiences on a race weekend, just so they understand the amount of work that the exec have to put in, um, from setup to just uh, basic running of the of the race days. And what what does a person need to go there? What what is all the logistics for the bike? Does it have to be uh, changed or altered to do any racing at all? For racing, yes. For your track day, no, you don't. Um, you can take, I started out with a Ninja 500 um, on the track for, for track days. Um, and I mean, I would highly suggest someone do that if they have a street bike and, and not invest in a race bike. Um, because your race bike has to have um, proper race bearings on it. It has to be safety wired. Um, so there's a bit of an, an investment. And um, I mean, I, I, I've heard of guys taking their street bikes and, and converting them for weekends and on the racetrack, but that would be super, super rare. Okay. Um, I want to ask you a bit of an opinion here. Our, the Think Bike is all about safety. Everything we do within the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society is to promote safety on all vehicles, two, three, four, 18 wheelers. Um, and Leanne and I track uh, collisions, deaths, uh, to be able to properly do our messaging. This last year, we lost 21 people. 17 of those would be deemed rider-caused, and, and that is rather large over the last couple of years. Um, we usually have the deadly left turn as the big cause that takes, takes lives. But this last year, maybe through the pandemic, through whatever trends, um, it, it seems that the riders are not, you know, either following the rules or they're doing something wrong and we're losing them. Uh, same thing this year. We, we've lost a number already. What do, what do you think changed? What do you think of this reason is? Are, are people not budgeting for training? Are they not training? Uh, you know, some of these people are, have been out riding with class five licenses, not even a, a legal license. Like what, what do you think we need to do to get through to these people? How important the training and time on these bikes is all about. And if I could start, I'll start with Grace on this one. Oh gosh, that's a really tough question. Um, there are always so many causes and I mean, I think education is always the best, but how to educate them to, you know, get the proper training to put the ego aside, to not buy a bike that's, more than their ability yeah it's uh it's a tough one marty i i don't i don't have an answer i think education but the way the path that education i think is the question you know one one that fascinates me and i was in a discussion with somebody the other day he always uses the term motorcycles are, are dangerous and i said no they're not the riders are the dangerous ones okay and i say if you look at somebody on a skating rink who puts the skates on or her skates on, goes out there, does a couple of twirls that makes it look really easy. Motorcycle riding is like that to people that don't understand. And a, a lot of these incidents we see are a simple turn. I mean, literally going around a corner or on a turn, which, which you know, Leanne and I pretty well say, okay, not trained <laughs> or inexperienced. And, and that's, it's a fascinating part to try to explain to people what the brain goes through to look around a corner is different from anything that you do. A car does it naturally, a motorcycle doesn't. Um, 
Tricia, your thoughts. What, what's going on out there? Why, why are these trends happening? Well, I, Leanne and I had talked before, um, and I was telling her that I, I feel like every sports bike should come with a track day. Um, people need to get on track. They need to ride these bikes in controlled environments so that they can test what the bike can do and they can test what they can do in a safer circumstance where you don't have cars, you don't have gravel, you don't have speed limits to obey. I mean, there, there are speed limits for a reason, right? Um, I think one of the things that, that I see a lot of is when you ride in, in other countries, um, you're not seeing the leader bikes, you're not seeing big displacement bikes. And it's uh, like Grace was saying, you know, you get a lot of ego involved and, and a guy doesn't want to be seen on a 300, you got to be out there on a, on a 1000. Um, and I think other countries are, are doing the licensing, for example, England, um, do their licensing and, and the graduated programs a lot better than what we do here. You think training should be mandatory for riders? I mean, you know, you look at, at something like a, you know, a BMW 1000, um, that thing can do 110 in first gear. Um, that's, that's, it's just a bullet with, with no experience that you're just going to hurt yourself on. Uh, I was going to ask you about family. I mean, my mom, I've been riding since 1968 and my mom, in 1968, <laughs> told me how worried she was about that. What do, what do the rest of the family think about you guys riding? Trish, what, what, was there any, my God, or, or pushback on this thing? Or? Uh, for my family, um, on, on Ian's side of the family, uh, my soon-to-be husband's side of the family, they've always been, been motorcyclists. And so... Um, they're very, very encouraging and, uh, you know, picked me up and brushed me off and put me back out there kind of thing a lot of times. Uh, my family refuses to talk about it. They, they're just, they just like pretend it doesn't even exist. Um, they don't ask, they don't see. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's bothersome because it's a huge, it's, it's everything in my life. Um, but I mean, I do understand that unless you have that, that drive and that competitive edge, um, you know, you just, you just might not get it. Oh, absolutely. Grace. Yeah. For me, I think it was a bit of surprise for my parents. I never talked to them about it at all. And suddenly I, there was a motorcycle sitting in the garage. <laughs> um, it was stored there one winter and my dad wanted to move it. He tried and he's like, Oh no, I'm, I'm scared. I'm not going to touch it. Um, they kind of, you know, joking, like, tell me oh you're crazy and I'm like okay okay but um they don't tell me seriously not to do it um and I think you know obviously they're concerned for my safety but I think they also recognize that they've raised a responsible woman who can think and take care of herself so I don't really get too much flack for them which is great um my husband's family is his parents are a lot more concerned. He was definitely forbidden from riding a motorcycle when he was younger. So when he moved out and was able to do whatever he wanted, it was one of the first things he did. Uh, so his, uh, his parents are always concerned every time he's, you know, if he goes down on the track. Uh, but so far, everyone's all good. And uh, they, they, always, they always tell him he's crazy. And that, that damn bike number, I think we're up to 12 now, <laughs> however many bikes have been in our household so far. Trisha, do you guys do much uh, riding on the streets or is it mostly track now? Two years ago, Ian and I rode on the street together in Canada. 
And that was the first time and the last time we've ridden on the street together. Um, he had to break in his new bike. Um, we ride uh, a lot on the street. We, we, we motorcycle travel. Uh, we do a lot of adventure riding in other countries. Um, but Ian doesn't have a, a street bike. And I have a little, uh, a little cafe 450 uh, Honda. Um, and that's, that's my little, little street bike. Um, it's just not once, once you go to the track and you, you push that bike to do what it can do. Um, the street just isn't all that much fun anymore. You know, it just, uh, it, it, it just kind of takes away from it. Yeah. So, yeah. And we, we ride a lot in the dirt too. So, um, we kind of, we kind of get our fill other ways. But as a rider, what do you feel when you're driving in your vehicle in the city and you see some of the crazy stuff that goes on? I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I get it. I, I really do get it. Like, I can't say as I've gone a season without getting a speeding ticket. Like, it's just, it's really hard not to, right? Um, but mostly I just want to, I guess, you know what, guys, guys doing silly stuff on the street. Um, I, I understand and I get it's people who ride without gear that I don't get. Um, that, that probably is, is what I get more upset about than, than, um, you know, people doing, doing some, a little stunting or whatever. Yeah. When I see the sport bikes with the, the back seat lifted up and the guy has his girlfriend on the back with her shorts and flip flops Yeah. and, you know, t-shirt on, I just have a heart attack. I have an absolute heart attack. Grace, do you do much riding in the city? No, not really. My husband will have to beg me to go for a ride with him. Uh, I've been out once this year. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of people also say that after you go to the track, you feel more confident on the street. And that was kind of actually the opposite for me. I felt far less confident because I'm a aware of how perfect the conditions can be at the track and how incredibly imperfect they are on the street because you've got cars and you've got poles and you've got curbs you've got other cars or you've got other motorcycles you've got gravel and so it just made me so much more cautious um i don't enjoy riding the street that much i still do once in a while um, it would certainly be much more fun if we were you know in bc where we've got a lot of more curvy twisty roads around the mountains nearby but um i like doing i've done one multi-day long trip to vancouver island and that was beautiful i would definitely love to do that again but just for street riding around around the city it's it's fun once in a while but i would much rather take my bike to the track um also because i love my street bike it's a honda vfr 800 i think it's the most beautiful motorcycle i've ever seen and i do not ever want to see it on its side but my race bike has been down multiple times it's got some character i wear full leather let's let's do it <laughs> no rules yeah. uh trisha what the adventure riding where did you uh, where did you do that um we've gone to mexico nepal india bhutan vietnam um hopefully the next one will be something south america I did, I did uh, Germany, France, um, Switzerland, Austria, and Liechtenstein with 24 riders from Taiwan, Brazil, Chile. 
and your eyes are like that. I mean, just a spectacular, and we started on the Autobahn. So five minutes into the mission, you're, you're dodging guys going by you at about 220 and you blink and you think, I think that was a Ferrari, <laughs> right? But adventure riding is an amazing category. I, 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 I ride a gold wing. I wish I had an adventure bike. I often think about it. So we're, get, we're getting close to the end. Advice. I mean, what, what best possible advice could you give to, to people? Um, just general, good riding and taking it to the track. What, what, would, what would you tell them and why would you tell them to do it? I think my biggest regret was, again, like I said, um, listening to those gender roles and stereotypes that, that you know, women don't ride bikes and, and waiting for so long to, to do something that, that I needed to do all my life. Um, there is a space for women. It's a very big space and it's getting bigger all the time. Um, and again, you don't, if you're not a racer, if you're not a competitive person, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go to the track. Um, if you want to be a track day rider for the rest of your life and never race, you can have just as much fun as a racer. Um, I think we need to really try and promote the track as a place to go to just have fun with your bike. Um, and, and just do it. Like, you know, there's just a ton of women out there who are super supportive and, and we're here for you. Get in the sport. Race. Yeah, I think my advice would be to find people you trust who are knowledgeable or, you know, find your local resources, your local groups, um, your local clubs to get more information on, on if you want to get onto the track or any of the, uh, the schools if you want to just, you know, get your classics and get on two wheels just to start. I think there are a lot of resources out there if you really want to, if you really want to do it and if you want to do it safely, it's not difficult. You just need to put in a little bit of effort. And I think um, podcasts like this are a fantastic means to kind of get the word out there. Um, but I think a lot of, a lot of it is about the community and getting, getting in touch with the right people finding the right information, making the decisions for yourself as well of what is best for you to, to, to get on, to get on two wheels. Oh, that's wonderful. Great advice. And if people want to find out about the track days, emra.ca. That's right. Great. Well, thank you kindly ladies. It was an absolute joy. I'm going to hand it right back to uh, my boss, Leanne. Thank you, Marty and Trisha. Grace, thanks for being on the show. To make sure that you don't miss out on any upcoming podcasts or to listen to previous ones, make sure you follow us where you get your podcast ear candy. If there's any topic you'd like us to cover or a guest you think that would be great on the show, let us know. How? Well, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you'll also get more information on motorcycle safety and awareness, or reach out through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. See you on the road.